the 503rd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head on over to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. And don't forget to enter our Super Bowl 58 props contest. Pick 58 Super Bowl props for a chance to win $1,000. Enter today for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or on the SGPN app. Heidi Hello to Generinos. Welcome to episode 503 of the MMA Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. On this super Sunday, of course, this episode has to be dedicated to all the Swifties out there. This is their big national holiday they have co-opted and taken over. So this goes out to all the Swifties, including our special little Swiftie in our Discord. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming to the show. Um as you hear, if you're not watching the video, as you hear by the chuckling, Gumby Vreeland is a real man, and he showed up to take his beating today after uh, <laughs> last night's uh, last night's results. Um, yeah, it was a fight night at the Apex. Some interesting <laughs> results, nonetheless. Um, some interesting fights. Main event turned out to be okay. It didn't go our way, but pretty, um, pretty solid main event. Uh, we had some decent finishes and then we, we had lots of low blows and eye pokes and all, all that fun stuff too of course so we'll get into all of that and we'll get out of your ear holes and eye holes so you can go watch uh count how many times taylor swift is shown on the tally tonight um let's bring in daniel gumby reeland to take that beating he took a beating last night and now he's gonna have to uh pay for his sins it's one and only gumby god daniel gumby reeland I feel bad uh, having made some really brutal picks this week because I did. Uh, that's that's a fact. And then, uh, well, I, although I will direct you to watch up regional episodes. Killed I was going to say we'll, that. We'll, yep. Yeah, we'll talk about that on Monday. But I did good again. Um, maybe maybe that's just the ones you watch. It seems like they're the only ones that get watched on YouTube. You guys are blowing yep. up our YouTube channel uh, every time we give regionals. But I will also say. While I feel bad for bad UFC picks, I feel a lot worse for having watched that event. <laughs> you, you didn't enjoy yourself last night? It, I, I don't even just mean, like, it sucks when your picks don't hit, right? Like, you, yeah. you, we, we, we're not here trying to give you guys picks that lose sometimes, but it's, you know, part of the game, right? Some days you have good days, some days you have bad days. But some of those fights were brutal. To, like, that Max Griffin versus Jeremiah Wells. Yep. Fight, let, let's go ahead and get that out of the way now. All right. One of the worst fights I've watched in a really long... Do you know how many significant strikes were landed in that fight? Which was, by the way, just a boxing match. Because there wasn't any grappling in it, really. Uh, You know, one takedown at the end of two different rounds. Do you know how many significant strikes? Do you want to take a guess? I thought... I thought I saw you mention the Discord that Griffin landed like 33 or something. He did. I don't know. Is that true? Yeah, he landed 32 significant strikes in that fight. And one. And probably rightfully won, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it, it wasn't an easy fight to score. Uh, yeah. But, like, he landed 32 significant strikes, and he was like, yeah, I felt really confident that I won. And I'm like, nobody could feel confident at the end of that fight. And also, you landed 32 punches, dude. Like, 
Yeah, man, it, it was that was a very hard fight to watch. It was Jeremiah Wells. I, I already was off his train. I hope you're off his train now too, because that's that was a not a very smart performance by him. Yeah, I I don't know if I am or I'm not though, because and I said this in the Discord. So if you're in here yeah. and you're you don't like me repeating myself, stop trying to hit me <laughs> in so many different places. Um, but also, uh, he has moments where he looks amazing. None of yeah, them of were in yeah. the 15 minutes in the cage Saturday. No, but he has moments where he looks amazing. His wrestling's good. He didn't show it. His boxing can be good. He definitely didn't show that. Oh no, like, he was I, real bad. I don't. I don't know that I'm off him. Off him, but like from a game plan perspective and a fight IQ, he's at least like going to be one of those ones that you have to like pump the brakes and let you love the number in front of his name because like you you can't take him at chalk anymore. Yeah, we're uh, bearing the lead here. I had Griffin plus one forty-two. So does yeah, it feel I was, like a really just... did he did he do it just yeah. like you thought he was gonna? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't it didn't feel so good. But the judges have taken enough away from me that I will I will accept a Adelaide Bird win here. When I heard uh, she was on my side, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm losing this split decision. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get another judge agreeing with her, but you you did. Good old Chanchiro Kamijo agree with her as well. So um, as for the media scores, Sure Dog and Combat Press are the only people who uh, who uh, had Griffin winning that fight. <laughs> and like 82 percent of the fans had had Wells winning it as well. So, so those two and Adelaide Bird agreeing is like yep, such a go. good encapsulation of Saturday's whole event. It's true. <laughs> So, yeah, so Gumby uh, lost on the Jeremiah Wells pick. Um, yeah, we'll see if he, I guess they'll give him another kick of the can. You think? There's two straight losses, though, so you never know. Um, I guess it's not a contender uh, season, so um, that will um, probably save his bacon, at least for another day. Um, so, of course, we're talking about Hermanson versus Pfeiffer, which went down last night at the UFC Apex. I heard, heard it was going to be a closed event because uh, Mr. Elon Musk was going to show up, but it doesn't appear to be the case. Um, I didn't. I didn't hear that nor see that, so definitely not that. Yeah, I heard they were going to do like they did with Zuckerberg, uh, but that didn't wasn't the case because there were people in the crowd, as far as I could tell. Um, it was a typical Apex card, middleweight heavy. Like I said, the main event was a bit better than normal middleweight fights. Um, we had a couple knockouts that were decent, but yeah, a lot of interesting um fight iq to say the least um we're not a fan of of low fight iq and um that was the case for a lot of the fights uh last night uh before we jump into that gumby your hat you have a different hat on today. oh yeah wow this one's this one's brand new i'm one of the first people to have one of these guys because i uh the uh atlanta braves single a team has always been called the rome braves and uh they rebranded this year they decided they were going to get rid of the braves so this is for the upcoming season and they had a naming contest. So, of course, with Rome, the yep. obvious nickname that comes with Rome are the emperors. Ah, right. Which is, it's an emperor penguin. Ah, I was going to say, is that a penguin? And it yeah. is a penguin. Yeah, the Rome emperors uh, with yes. a penguin is the logo, which is uh, both clever and meant that I had to get one. <laughs> yep. Well, there you go. And he's he, he's bragging that he's one of the first people in the whole world to have one of those hats. Right. You know this. That's a fact. Do you? Yeah, you had to pre-order them. And I was like oh. uh, one of the first. Yeah. So they when they finally came in, I was one of the first ones to get one. And they should be they should be sending you free hats, Gumby. They should. Yeah. We get a lot of people watching the show. 
especially <laughs> our regional our regional episodes. We we should charge premium prices for our regional episodes. So we don't. Yeah. All these picks are free. And this past weekend on uh, the UFC one, you got what you paid for. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for like it's gonna be said blowing up the YouTube numbers are still soaring, um, which is good to good to see. A lot of good comments from people. Um. So yeah. Thanks for watching, listening, however you consume this content. All right, we're going to hopefully, as you're looking at your podcast um, catcher or YouTube, hopefully the number of the length of this episode is not too long because it was, like I said, it was an Apex card. It was a middleweight Apex card, so hopefully we don't have to take too much time on it. Uh, Before we jump into it, I'm going to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. Today's a big day for DraftKings. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58. When is that? I think it's today. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God, it's today. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on a, the big game, the one and only big game, and turn five bucks into $200 instantly. Gumby, is there, have you looked at any picks on or any lines on DraftKings? I just, I would just say they're loaded up on like the most props you can find anywhere. So it's a, it's a good place if you're looking for those numbers uh, to find them over on DraftKings. Yeah, it's a good spot, as Gumby said in the past, to get early props for MMA as well. So uh, make sure you check out DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny which is 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA, they got it all. Simply pick higher or lower. Your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100 times with some spicy plays. Gumby dish something up for us uh for the big game today i'm gonna go brandon Ayuk's higher than on his receptions they got it listed at four and a half but i think this for some reason i got a feeling this is a big brandon Ayuk game so give me four and a half the higher than all right whoever brandon Ayuk is he says the higher than so watch along make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com when you sign up with the promo code MMA SGPN underdog will double your first deposit of up to hundred bucks. That's underdog fantasy promo code MMA SGPN. All right. Main event last night was middleweight fight. Jack Hermanson versus Joel Pfeiffer. Hermanson came through after looking very uh, concerned in the first round, concerned with the power that was coming back his way, the power and the athleticism and the speed. Um, he turned around use, using his brain, old man, uh, the old man brain came through 48, 47 across the board. Um, we were saying this is a big step up for Pfeiffer, but we were thinking this was one that he could handle because uh, as I said, the athletic athleticism, I don't know why that's a hard word today, but it is athleticism, power, the speed would, uh, would win the day for him, overwhelm Hermanson. It did briefly, but then the fight continued past one round. 
Yeah, and I don't know that this makes me any lower on Piper than I already was, too, right? Because, like, and, and I don't mean I was already low on him, but, like, it doesn't make me lower <laughs> than I, I, uh, you know, any yeah. lower on my my thoughts on him. Because let's face it, like, he, he's always going to be that, like, hyper-athletic, hyper-powerful guy, and we might question what happens late into a fight, at least until he proves us wrong, you know, DDP style, right? Um, Dragus Duplices, we... We kind of had that same formula for him. Like, we don't know what his ceiling is until he gets into some late rounds and proves to us he can do that. Pfeiffer failed the first test of it, but, like, he's also still pretty young in his career. And, you know, like, it looked good early on. It might be a pacing thing. He just needs to not throw so many of those big shots. It, you know, like, it could be a lot of different things. I don't think this changes how I feel about Hermanson either, right? Like I said, he couldn't wrestle Pfeiffer. It didn't really seem like he could. Uh, you know, he didn't seem like he was throwing any big shots back. He just like was able to rack up the volume and worry a little bit less in late in the fight. And I don't know, kind of just is what it is. Uh, you know, it sucks that Piper didn't get a chance to like bring us some fresh faces to the top of this kind of crappy middleweight division, but, uh, I, I don't think he's going anywhere either. No, UFC is firmly invested in him. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's much else to say really about the fight, right? I was, yeah, was pretty much it. I mean, it was it was big power early, and guy yep. got tired. You know, that's yeah, uh, kind of how it not, goes. Not overly. I, I think he was doing a pretty good job pacing himself, but you know, um, but I think I, legs, I don't. I don't know. Up and, yeah, hmm. I don't know necessarily that it was like tired in the traditional sense that he right. like couldn't throw. But I think Hermanson was feeling it less on the return. You know, like yes. when when yes. when Hermanson got hit early, he was like, "Oh damn!" And like back on his face, he, he did not. Uh, he he was worried. Yeah. And then when he would get hit late, it, he kind of almost walked through him. So, like, I, I don't know that it was tired in that Piper couldn't throw anymore or looked like he was, you know, lethargic. But it just, like, the, the zip on his punch wasn't there anymore. Yep. Very, very true. All right. Doesn't matter what's next for either person. <laughs> At this point, really, it doesn't. The middleweight. does not make... Yep, Hermanson's not making a title run, and uh, Pfeiffer needs more seasoning. So. I'll give Hermanson um, the winner between Kai Bohio and Paul Craig. Okay, I, I he was I saw he was asking for Nasrin Imavov, which works as well. So it's sure, well, sure, why not? They're all interchangeable parts. Yeah, pretty um, much more more than any other division. All right, uh, co-main event didn't last very long, uh, but boy, Dynamite Dan uh, exploded that Dynamite on Andre Feely. Uh, he deaded him with the knockout uh, punch and then uh, the ref made him finish up more on the ground unfortunately <laughs> for Andre Feely but but he he seemed okay uh after the fact it only took 243 um we said we had Ige at minus 170 we said or at least I said I, I think you said as well his power uh on the feet um could be the difference here and uh, I expected him to be a better striker plus uh he was fighting someone who was Big for the weight class, who is cutting down on short notice. So that's not good for the brain, and uh, neither is Danny Gay's uh, right hand. Yeah, and uh, th this was actually half of our hungry man at plus 250. Yep. So uh, it's a good thing if you got that on its own. Not so much if you paired it with Jeremiah Wells, <laughs> um, yes. who we already talked about. Yeah, no, Ige yep. continues to be a guy who's finding more and more power late in his career. Um, I think he's just more comfortable letting it go, uh, and this was – I mean, like the right spot, you know, we, we said on the show on, on Thursday that Feely just tends to stay there a little bit too long in exchanges, uh, which is a bad recipe against a guy like Ige. So, um, again, I don't mean to hate on Ige and Jack Hermanson, but like, 
we've kind of already seen his ceiling, haven't we? Like we, we've already yep. seen where he goes to in the division. So it's like, it's not even fun to manage, you know, like fantasy matchmake this guy right now. No. It's like, you know, give him another guy who's on the cusp of not being in the top 15 or being in it. See if he turns them away. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Gatekeepers. Not, not, and, in a bad not even, yeah. Not even gatekeeper to the top. It's like gatekeeper to the middle. No. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, of of the uh, no uh, of the rankings, maybe the yeah. lower half of the rankings. They're, they're gatekeepers too, but yeah, if you if you don't beat them, you're not uh, moving up into the upper upper echelons. Nope. Um, so lucky you got that. This one was one of our worst worst beats of the night, or one of our worst reads of the night. I don't know, even know what to call it. You heard Pachiera, uh came down a weight class on short notice, did not make weight. Um, so he had the short notice thing against him, which is heavily uh, in favor of his opponent. The weight miss is another one that, which is heavily favors the opponent. Uh, the opponent was a guy that I wouldn't call him a prospect, but a guy who uh, was pretty explosive. And we thought he was going to be able to knock out Pachiara. Did not happen. He almost, uh, he, he got rocked as often as his opponent did. Robert Brychak. Um 30-27, This one made me angry, Gumby. This was a bad, a bad take. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about him. How could, um, how could we predict this, though, for real? That I was... don't know. I, I feel like he, he could also he could also really wind up being like uh, Bogdan Guskov, who we'll talk about in a second. Too, or maybe <laughs> yeah. we can just jam these into the same talk. Because Bogdan Guskov had maybe the worst debut you could possibly see. He looked like a fish out of water. He came, he came over as this prospect who we were saying like, man, he's got big KO power and they're matching him up with Vulcan Ozdemir right out of the gate. What an exciting thing to do. And granted, they didn't give you know, Brajic, the, the same kind of opponent right out of the oh, gate. No. But we were like, this dude looks bad at fighting. He looks way worse than he looked in Octagon. And granted, maybe Potier is a step up from the guys he fought, but I didn't even really think so. But like, he could also come in in his next fight and flatline a guy like, like Guskov just flatlined Paunga. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he's got big power and he looked bad in a debut, but could it be just like, you know, changing promotions, the bright light the first time? Maybe, or maybe he sucks. I, I don't really know. <laughs> I guessed that Gus Goff sucks. That was my pick yeah. this week too. Let's roll this into one so that we can get both of those terrible fights out of the way. Yep. I guessed that Gus Goff sucked and was just a power puncher and nothing else. And I was wrong on the second fight. So like, could we all be writing Brychik off a little bit early? Maybe, but also maybe he's terrible. And we are writing off Zach Paunga uh, after getting knocked out by Bogdan Guskov. 338 into the first round. He's not a light heavyweight, first of all. When you see him, he's like so tiny compared to light heavyweights. But maybe he, he's, he's going to be a heavyweight. Re- I know heavyweight. he did. Yeah. Then you know he's he's going to be a regional light heavyweight after after uh, his UFC run. Unfortunately, but it's true. Yeah, I, I just that one to me too. And and again, probably writing Guskov off too early because he's you know his first fight looked a lot like Brajic, where he looked like a fish out of water. Um, and here I'm also just going to say for Paunga. It, it was a fight IQ thing. Like, is there any reason not to be shooting doubles on that guy? He didn't yep. go for a takedown until he was stunned. Not one takedown yep. until he was stunned. And then he was stunned. And so he was like reaching for one. And then he was super stunned and it already failed on one takedown. And that's when he got pieced up, I think, leaning forward for another takedown. But he never got close enough for me to actually know if that's what it was. Don't lean. Gumby has told everyone, don't lean. <laughs> Any direction it makes Gumby very angry. Don't lean in any direction. It's true. Um, 
All right. But we're getting all the crappy fights out of the way, right? This one went our way. Middleweight, Gregory Hodriguez, TKO'd Brad Tavares, 55 seconds into the third round. And it was my prop of the week. Rodriguez, Hodriguez, excuse me, via knockout, plus 230. And he got it done for me. Um, we Gumby and I both had him on the money line as well. It's min- at minus 238. Doesn't really... As we said in the about other fighters already, doesn't really show us anything different about Gregory Hodriguez because he fought how he fights, and that's the type of fighter he is. Turned up the pressure <laughs> and threw a bunch of bombs. Yep. Yeah, um, I would say I liked his defense a little bit better in this fight. I don't know if it's uh, just because he's fighting Brad Tavares and he wasn't worried about being knocked out by a guy who has yep. two knockouts in the last thirteen years, one of which being Phil Baroni. Shout out Phil Baroni. Actually, don't shout out Phil Baroni. He's in no, prison for mur- he's in prison for murder, right? He um, is. Yeah, don't shout out Phil. He's definitely not listening. So, um, no. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, after that tangent. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, like he wasn't worried about getting knocked out. So maybe his defense was better for that reason, but also maybe just like he's improving. So, uh, maybe a little higher on hobo cop. Yep. He's going to be fun regardless. We, we yep. enjoy our hobo cop. All right. Before Gumby shuts up more murderers, we, this gets us <laughs> more, uh, more ad reads here. Um, Super Bowl 58 props contest. Hopefully you get this in your ears and eyes soon enough for that. We are running one, the SGP folks, SuperSportsGamblingPodcast.com. $1,000 winner take all, free to enter. You pick 58 different props for Super Bowl 58. And you can enter today at SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash SB58 or the link in the SGPN app, which you all should have on your devices already. And we're brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes. And they have tons of fun social features that give it the feel of a real social betting... Sorry, a real betting social network. Cut offers lower VIG and fully customizable odds. Create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things so you never have to chase anyone down for money, which is always the worst part of gambling with friends uh, social features include group chats betting leaderboards head-to-head history user profiles fan groups and more and the rewards are you get your cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users well like i said that's a big thing there our partners at cut are giving away five thousand dollars to the user refers the most depositors by the end of super bowl weekend all you have to do is invite your friends to sign up for cut via the invite friend button on your dashboard and have them deposit before Monday. The user with the most depositor referrals will get $5,000 in site credit automatically added to their account next week. Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And take your winnings there over to Game Time. And you can get yourself some tickets, even if it's last minute tickets, even if it's, I'm sure they got Super Bowl tickets on there. You can probably get Super Bowl tickets if you're in Vegas. Um, check it out because Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Gumby, choo-choo. Where is this train headed to now? No, nowhere we, fun, right? We've been we've been doing them out of order anyway. So, yeah. uh, you know, like, well, wherever, wherever you want to go next. <laughs> we're, we're going to a win for me and a loss for Gumby. That was the, the theme of the night. I won oh, no, all the we ones got, we you... got. 
We got one coming because... up that I won and you did not. Okay, uh, right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> I was I was thinking I skunked you, but I did not. Uh, Michael Johnson took care of Darius Flowers, who's another guy we're going to cut. Unfortunately, not up to us. All right, uh, thirty really twenty seven across the, <laughs> yeah, thirty twenty seven across the board. Michael Johnson, he still got it minus one twenty five. I had him at. I will tell you the shocking <laughs> part of this to me is that. Okay, so maybe not shocking that he beat uh, Darius Flowers. I picked Darius Flowers. I thought Darius Flowers' boxing looked pretty good against Jake Matthews. I stand by the fact that his boxing looked pretty good against Jake Matthews. The shocking part of this is that Michael Johnson out-wrestled this man <laughs> in the year of our Lord. The 20... Yeah. yeah he... The year, yes. The year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's... he's a, a... Michael Johnson moved up to 23 and 19 with this win, and he... He out-wrestled a man in for it, uh, which is just not anything he's been doing lately. You know what I mean? Like, he, he I mean, when was the last time he, like, out-wrestled somebody for a win? It, yeah, it's it, it's a weird fight. Uh, I, I definitely don't think Flowers is UFC level uh, after watching that. I kind of thought he wasn't on the Contender Series, and then I gave him a shot after that. Um the, the big learning curve for me, I think, on this card is not trusting just their most recent performance because that, that was the problem yeah. with Guskoff. That was the problem with Flowers. Um, and they just – maybe time to look back at the whole body of work and not assume that people learned anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That Nobody is so, learns. <laughs> that is such, such, a good, uh, such a good thing to say. Um, all right. And the opener of the main card, Gumby beat me on this. Hadolfo Vieira, like, like you said, maybe not base things on, on past fights. Cause he's, I guess he's turned things around from there. I'm still living in the past. Uh, I'm still living in that. Um, Fluffy Hernandez. I, yes. The Fluffy Hernandez fight, Chris Curtis fight. He lost too, but yeah, he's won two straight fights. Took care of Armin Petrosian submission, arm triangle choke, 448 into the first round. Was did Petrosian try to do the old Armenian tap there or what? Like he was claiming he didn't tap or something. What was that? It's supposed to be the Brazilian tap, right? And you, just I know, changed. but he, the Armenian tap did, did not work. So. Yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, and, and he stood up and got like real mad. And then I like, I had to immediately message the Discord. I was like, he, he clearly tapped, right? Like it was multiple even, times. Yeah, it wasn't even close. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, like it was the worst fake tap I've ever seen. Um, yeah, did you know that that set the record for most arm triangle finishes, uh, by a single person in the UFC? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Hodolfo Vieira, the first one to get four. And I told my buddy that I was like, hey, he's got the most arm triangle finishes in UFC history. He's like, he has four wins in the UFC. And I was there like, you go. oh, actually, he's got five. But yeah, four of them are by arm triangle. You have buddies that you can talk about Hodolfo Vieira to? Very few of them. It's the host of the other yeah. podcast. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> that made sense because he is a grappling nerd as well. Yeah, so, yeah I don't know. I, I, did this teach us anything? Gumby, we're talking about no one learning anything. Did this teach us anything? No. Uh, Hadolfo's, you know, I, I said I wasn't high enough on Petrosian's takedown defense to, to take him in this fight. He was obviously going to yeah. be the better striker. I think Hadolfo continues to get better at executing his game plan and not being like, like he wasn't all in on a takedown to start that fight, right? right? Like he fought safe on the feet for long enough to lure Petrosian into making a mistake and then he capitalized on the mistake. So like, Good on Hadolfo for like clearly getting slowly better at his um approach. But apart from that, no, like we got a guy who's really good at grappling, a guy who's really good at kickboxing, and the grappler got him down. So um yeah, good good for good for Hadolfo. He'll have more middleweight ass fights coming up. Yeah. 
And he's not as old as he seems either. He's only 34, so he yeah, won't be 35 till like the the fall or, or late summer. So yeah, he's got that Marcus McGee look. <laughs> he does have that Marcus <laughs> McGee look. So yeah, so we learned nothing again. This is turning into the you know the speech in Billy Madison uh, where uh, everyone we are dumber. now dumber for having yeah, witnessed that, it. That's, yeah, that's, that's what last night's event. Yeah, that's what last night is that isn't that was. most Apex events though? And I know like it's I, true. I'm not no, the type true. who's usually like crapping on the ufc's content because i'm just i'm gonna eat it with a spoon no matter what that's the type of no, guy yeah, i am but also he's a company man even though the yeah. ufc does not pay him he's still yeah. a company man <laughs> yeah but the but like the apex events like most of the time i walk away with being like man how dumb was that <laughs> yep it's it's the place for dumb fight iq which it should not be the place because you can hear your coaches loud and clear we can even hear the coaches on 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 the tally telling the fighters what to do and they still don't do it so yeah is like jab, is. for instance. Well, we a few fighters had jabs last night, which is rare in an MMA fight. Fighters who actually use their ones and their twos. So um, some only had jabs. Exactly, and that's all you <laughs> needed. That's all you needed. All right. So the main card, we both went three and three, which was which was good for Gumby because wait till we get to the prelims, which is right now. Um, the main event went okay for you, uh, Carlos Praches. Actually, it didn't go okay until it did. Uh, Trevor Jaws was kind of handling Carlos Praches um, with. No difficulty, even though I was falling asleep during this fight, I have to admit. And then, you, then you got knocked out. Carlos Prochez knockout, one punch knockout, four hundred three into the second round. We had Prochez at minus two fifty, but yeah, like I said, he wasn't doing so hot up to that point. Well, I will say this. So I, I thought the same thing. I was like, what? Am, I, I almost got up and walked away from the TV at this point because I, I, I've been tooting the horn of Prochez. I said I think on on Wednesday that in six months we're going to be talking about this guy on a high trajectory. And around in, I was like, this whole event couldn't go worse for me if it tried. But somebody pointed out, I wish I remember who it was. It was somebody pretty knowledgeable in the, the Discord, which is pretty much all of you guys. Thank you for being knowledgeable and smart people. Um, pointed out that like he had been setting this up the whole time. He was throwing the right hand followed by the left knee uh, constantly. And then he basically got Giles to drop his hands waiting for the knee and he didn't get the knee and the follow-up. He got a straight left to the, the chin. And so I, I think this is one of those instances where like, you could look at it like Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain Sterling. Did, did Aljamain Sterling look like he was starting to find something there in that first round? He did because Sean O'Malley was just goading him into doing what he wanted. And yeah, Giles hit process maybe more than I would have liked, but at the same time, I think he was just trying to get the reaction he wanted to open up that shot. So uh, I, I'm not as low on Prochis' first round after seeing how it ended. All right. Very good. And you won't be dumber if you're in a discard, that's for sure. There's lots of good uh, good analysis in there. Um, all right. Co-main event of the prelims. I got right. Balaji Oki. Uh, split decision over Timothy Kwamba. Uh, 28, 29, 29, 28, 29, 28. Uh, that judge is the only person I've seen who have given, who's have given the fight to Kwamba, even though Kwamba thought he won. Um, in fact, Oki won as did I with the pick. I thought Oki won too. Um, did you, mm-hmm. did you check MMA decisions with Sherdog? Yes. And I Kwamba? <laughs> no one was in on Kwamba. Oh, not even only, <laughs> only what Chris Lee was the only person in on, on, uh, Kwamba, so yeah i saw uh adam martin uh another canadian mma analyst yeah uh posted he goes i chris lee what is he watching in this fight and i was like he's bad at, at judging mma fights like historically bad at judging mma fights 
and I still think I would take him over five to six other MMA judges. <laughs> like yep. he's he's bad and and not even the worst of the bad. And and that was yeah, that was a bad one. I don't know what to say here other than like I think both of these guys will be fine in the UFC ultimately. Kamba, I think, mm-hmm. with a full camp in in uh Bellagioki with against the guy who he actually thinks he's gonna fight because he he thought this was gonna be yeah. Demir Hadzovic. And yeah. uh Hads Hadzovic is not like Timothy Kamba. That that's a, a weird switch for him. So uh, yeah, like I think they're both going to be fine. I'd like to see a little bit more volume out of either of them. This was the least not watchable fight of the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kwamba was up a weight class short notice as well. So like he just fought like last week, last couple weeks, right? Yeah, last, yeah, week, last week at featherweight. Yeah, so there you go. Rough way to make your UFC debut, but that's the case with a lot of these fighters. If uh, if you don't come through the contender series, you're going to get a. He did come through the contender fight. series. He just yeah, no, he didn't get a contract. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, let's tell you about Hall of Fame bets, and then we'll move on uh, with the rest of the show. Hall of Fame bets, you win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. That's hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Um, we haven't talked about all the different fouls, but there, there was a lot of fouls last night as well. Um, in most, not most, actually not most of these fights. It was kind of clusters of fouls, right? Uh, yeah. Fights have multiple fouls in it, yeah. Um, and it kicked off that way as well. This fight, another another disappointing performance. Bruna Brazil, very disappointed in her and uh, her inactivity against Luma Lukbumi. 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 28. And I was even more disappointed that Brazil thought she won the fight. She had her hand up in the air at the end, which is yeah. really annoying. So this is an annoying one here. Nobody learns anything in MMA. Uh, back to this. And the, the part that annoys me the most about this is if you watch her first fight with Denise Gomes, uh, the biggest problem that she had was that she didn't, she didn't come forward. She didn't trust her hands. She didn't get new exchanges. Right. And so, you know, I got, obviously that was the problem in this fight too, but we got a surprise fight in the middle where she looked like she was like, I need to step through punches. In fact, in my interview with her this week, she's like, I learned that I have to take a punch to the face to give one. And she just seemed completely unwilling to do that in this fight. And it cost her. Also, to your point, it was surprising that she thought she won. But do you know that there are judges who gave her the second and there is a judge who gave her the third? And so if those judges happen to be the same person, she could have won this fight. Um, yeah. Because uh, our guy, uh, Junichi Camiro, gave our guy. Her the, yes. Yeah, gave her, her the third. Gave her the third. Uh, and, and, you know, I thought I, she, she kind of turned around in the end, I guess. She won the second. I think she won the second. Camillo did yeah. not give her the second, which is confusing as hell. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, like she didn't win that fight. Uh, she she needed to just put her foot on the gas, and I think the power in the yeah. clinch work would have taken over. And she just she, she was she wasn't willing to get hit by those kicks in order to land something, and it cost her. Uh, there's no power coming back from look boomy. Not either, a lot. Basically. She's so, not like, finishing. If you're not willing to take that, then yeah. Dick will give her another one. She's one and two now in the UFC. And I think really so. Bad. I think yeah. so. 
Yeah, I mean, she yeah. shot a Bannon last fight, and it was like moderately uh, impressive. Like she she looked pretty good doing it. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she got one more against like a contender series signee or something. Yeah. All right. So that was a disappointment, as was this one. Devin Clark stuck right to his game plan. Like you said, Gumby's, uh, as he told you, his game plan against Marcin Prochnia was to strike the whole fight and get his legs eaten up. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, Prochnia, 30 27 across the board. Devin Clark did not do any wrestling or grappling. He tried once or twice, maybe. Yeah, I did. It it wasn't necessarily that he forgot to wrestle. It's just that like I didn't. I don't think he looked for that moment early enough. Uh, I think you know, like kind of the opposite of Rodolfo Vieira, who I'm like, it was really good that he struck a little bit before he went for the takedown. He just didn't spam it out there right away. I think Clark was trying to do the same thing, and then like he kind of missed his moments. Um, but yeah, nobody learns anything in MMA. Nobody gets better at anything. Uh, everything that we see that is an improvement is an optical illusion. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Devin Clark is another guy on on thin ice, so um, we'll see if he's given another one in the UFC as well because he's not had the best results, especially as of late. Uh, we talked about Griffin over Jeremiah Wells split decision. I got that one. That was that, that kept me in pretty good uh, steed for the for the rest of the evening. Um, Bogdan Guskov took care of Zach Pongo. Told you that knockout with punches. Hyder Emil looked very good against Fernie Garcia. TKO punches 212 into the first round, uh, even though someone in Discord still uh, was not impressed by Emil. Were you impressed well, by Emil? I well, was. I mean, I think that's more of writing off his... So first of all, I, I, I don't think... I think there's holes in his defensive striking. I, I think he could get hit. He was fighting a guy who's own three in the UFC and was basically only getting an extra shot because he was going up a weight class on short notice to fill in for a guy. But like... You, Heider Emil, he was the one who was supposed to fight Melsic Bakhtazarian, right? Yeah. And then yeah. someone else, too. So he, yeah. he's his third opponent. And, and I think I think Mel, Melsig finds those holes in his striking. Um, and, and when I saw Heider Emil on Contender Series, I, I remember not being impressed and mostly being like, oh, his best weapon is the fact that he doesn't get tired. Um, and, and like, yeah, I, I guess he, he knocked him out and he put it on him. But like, he also took some strikes back. He admitted that Fernie Garcia rung his bell. Uh, and, and like in his post fight interview, like he, he got stunned by Fernie Garcia, which like I, I liked Fernie Garcia as a prospect, but at this point in time, you have to you know call a spade a spade. He's 0 3 in the UFC and now 0 4 in the UFC, like he's on his way out. And the only person whose bell he rung in the UFC is Hyder Emil. So I get why people would be low on him. I think he's kind of what I thought he was, uh, in that he's got some power and some cardio, and those are his things. And he used it against the guy who was obviously worse than him. Yep. And then in the opener, all things started in a such an auspicious way for us. Daniel Marcos was cruising to a victory in a foul-filled fight. Lots of low blows. And then uh, one of the low blows, Eric Chilang did not get up from. And it was really a no contest. It was good to see that the professionals on the microphone, neither none of them, all three of them, <laughs> did not know the rules, did not know what this fight would be. It's good that we're being, uh, being the blind leading the blind here. Uh, they had no idea whether it was going to be no contest or first, uh, what the rules were, but it was a no contest, sadly. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Daniel Marcos, beast, continues to yep. get better. I wasn't sure he won that Davy Grant fight, but my goodness, 
we definitely shouldn't have read anything into his last fight because if you did, uh, you might have gotten off of him. And now, no, he looked like a beast against Arichi Lang, which I uh, noticed. Lang, yeah, I, I noticed forgot. you said, no, you said it right. I, I was g- yep. going to give you props. I forgot last episode, I think, to say it properly. Yeah. So, yes. Oh, yeah. I said Aori Ki Lang or something like that. Yes. But it's a it's Arichi Lang, which uh, when I was watching the broadcast, I was like, oh, that's one thing that they do kind of well is say the names. Because, yeah, Daniel Carmi even said it right. Yeah. Can I just take a second to say, like, why is Dominic Cruz there? <laughs> yeah. Like I know we don't I know we don't need to fill more time in this episode and like <laughs> but it's not even that he's just complaining about things. He does the like most unprofessional thing in the world which is like anytime one of your your co-host talks you immediately stop them and say I'm going to stop you right there and tell you that you don't know anything that you're talking about. Yeah. And 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 like it just makes it generally unwatchable. Like I I muted the TV more than one time, and I'm not usually like that. Last night, and I yeah. was like, he is just so insufferable. Yeah, Cruz and Cormier, bad a bad combo. Um, yeah. yeah, UFC doesn't seem to care though. They don't care if their announcers know what they're talking about or or annoy people. So they're going to push back even if they get any pushback from people complaining that they're going to go even harder into it. So yeah, I'll take this. I'll tell you this. I'll take Cormier's dumb <clears throat> statements with a yes man like Joe Rogan next to him the whole time. I'll take yeah. that over Dominic Cruz being a jackass the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only way, only way he can be as well. That is Dominic Cruz. So I went seven to six, only lost 137 bucks. Uh, only I say only because Gumby went five and eight and lost five seventeen. So I am in the lead for the year. Woo hoo hoo. I'm hitting 48% of my picks. Gumby's hitting 44%. <laughs> I'm down 16% return on investment. Gumby's down 23%, but there's still time. There's definitely still time. Uh, Gumby missed. We both missed our locks. Tonga and Brysik, uh Brazil, Petrosian locks. I mean, dogs did not hit. Brysik first round knockout did not hit for Gumby. Um, it should have. It was a decent pick. Uh, Hadiga's knockout hit for me plus two thirty. So that was that was pretty 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 good. Um, as for the real world, no fight of the night bonuses. Ige he got his fifty k. Gumby. <laughs> Deserved it. Up to his yeah, he deserved it. He there was deserved else, it last night. Nothing else that you could give it to outside of him and Prochis, right? <laughs> Ige Vieira, Hotafa Vieira got one. Carlos Prochis got one. Bogdan Guskov got one. So the four we'll people figure. with finishes? <laughs> yeah. Haider Emil did not get one. Poor poor guy. He's the guy that, that needed it too. He would be on his opening contract. And Gregory Hotigas did not get one either. So there you go. Not everyone. So, so Max Griffin didn't get one either because he said, give me my money at the end. <laughs> <laughs> give me my money for my split decision. Sloppy win over Jeremiah Wells. Yeah. Well, he, he got his win bonus. So maybe that's what he's maybe, talking yeah, about. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. All right. All right, UFC has a pay-per-view next weekend, which means we're getting a good, a decent fight guy. And they're back in California for the first time in a while, I think. Uh, UFC 298, February 17th, my brother's birthday, in the Honda Center, Anaheim, California. Um, it's a weak fight card because you only have one title fight on the top. UFC usually gives us multiple ones. But nonetheless, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilya Tapuria. We already talked about that uh, last week's episodes. Robert Whitaker, Paulo Costa, Jeff Neal, Ian Machado, Gary, Marab, Davilishvili, Henry Cejudo, Anthony Hernandez, the aforementioned Fluffy versus Roman Kopilov. That is your main card. Prelims, Amanda Lemos, Mackenzie Dern, Marcos Rogerio de Lima, Justin Taffa, Rinya Nakamura, our boy, Carlos Vera, Zhang Mingyang, Brenson Ribeiro. And then the early prelims, Josh Quinlan, Danny Barlow, Oban Elliott, Val Woodburn, because there's no 
wants to take care of this time of year, I guess. And then Andrea Lee, Miranda Maverick. Thoughts? Um, I like it. I, I know some people, like you said, are a little pissed that there's not two title fights on it. But, you know, like that's not always what they're doing nowadays. And there's also enough prospects on here where I'm like, oh, that's that guy is genuinely interesting to see what they're going to be like. Um, that Zhang Mingyang uh, versus Brenton Riviero fight is a, a pretty sick one. I know most people will have not heard those names. One of those guys fought on Contender Series uh, with a pretty devastating knockout. The other one fought on Road to the UFC, but not as part of a tournament bout. Is like a showcase fight and knocked the crap out of George Tokos, who is a, a pretty nice prospect in his own right. So that should be a, a pretty fun one to break down and to take a look at. There you go. You'll know those names if you have listened to this show because we've talked about both those gentlemen before. All right, that's next week. Before then, we've got a regional episode tomorrow monday we're going to cover ksw so make sure you get that in your eyes and ears thanks for watching and listening this episode if you're not already please subscribe to the youtube channel get our subscriber numbers up our views are and our view times way up but we got our our subscribers up as well if you can help with that that would be great uh discord sports slash discord twitter is mma sgpn He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer there and on Instagram. My Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Uh, subscribe, play my weekly UFC pick'em contest for free. Gumby's got Top Turtle MMA podcast. He's already told me he's got a uh, interview in the can that I'm going to enjoy coming up. So uh, can't wait to hear that this week. <laughs> this week coming man. up. Yeah, so uh, this week coming up, we're going to be talking to Danny Barlow, who we just mentioned is going to be on uh, – on that UFC 298 card. And uh, I'm going to be talking to LFA title challenger, Shannon Clark, who's always a good time too. All right. So get that in your ears. Top turtle MMA podcast. And of course, sports podcast.com sports slash store and sports podcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We'll be back. As I said, tomorrow, it will be me, Twilight, Jeff Fox and the Zulu warrior Gumby Vreeland. We'll talk to you then. Bye.